these girls intellectually and morally inferior, so I had dismissed Daphne. Daphne's mother, who cleans other people's houses, had seen right through me. When she finished admonishing me, she gave her muster for 15 minutes. I admitted she was right, apologized my affront to her family. In the process of fixing the vase, I was being compelled to fix myself. But I wanted to read the story, besides being an inspiring story of how far somebody went to do tshuva, but I love this story that she looked deeply. It's so precious when we do tshuva to get to shrush and to shirish things, to root things. Here's a story, a girl asked her for money and she didn't believe her, she said, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. And she wants to do tshuva for insulting the girl. The girl turned out to be true and certainly she did tshuva. But I love the fact that she looked deeper. She felt in herself that there was a deeper shayrish of chet, deeper than, I don't believe you, was the sense that she's, this lady's a brilliant lady, and she says, from youth I had a sense of being morally superior, intellectually and morally superior to others. There was a shayrish of gaiva. And she completely accepted this mother in the house, lectures her, and she, instead of rejecting the musr, she took it and saw something deeper. Stam, I've spoken in the past about accepting Musr, being Mechabal Teichacha, which is a good part of the story. Smart people accept Teichacha. Smart people, Yosef, are craving Teichacha. The biggest gift is self-discovery. I've told you before that when I was 19, a friend of mine, like Ripney, I was in the dorm, and a friend of mine really got on me in the dorm. And... He was in a bad mood and nothing major happened, but he got on me. Until today, Amakir Taif, he said things that were eye-openers. And, and he's apologized me in the past, and I thank him from time to time. Because when he yelled at me, there was a lot of truth there. The Alter of Nevaradik taught that people who are seeking growth and seeking MS were human beings. None of us like when our mother gives us musr, our father gives us musr, somebody, our wives gives us musr. But a person who's looking for perfection, who values perfection, who's looking to grow and shine, is precious. Advar musr is precious. Somebody tells us off, a good rebuke is worth millions of bucks. A good rebuke. David HaMelech is told by the, by the Navi Nassim that you sinned. And Chazal tell us he didn't sin. And the altar is like a stirrup. The Navi Nassim tells David you sinned. And David HaMelech didn't sin. And he admits he sinned. <laughs> David HaMelech says I did sin. And the Gemara says whoever said David sinned is a toya. And the altar said that David HaMelech was so looking for perfection. David held that just that the Navi perceived it as a chet, he has things to work on. He was so looking, if David HaMelech could have said to him, could have quieted him down, he would have been in line with Chazal who said David didn't sin. He would have been in sync with Chazal. He could have said to the Navi, you say I sin? He didn't do that. He so wanted perfection, that opportunity to hear Musr, he said if you just perceive it that way, I didn't do things right. The vice says there was a flaw in how I did it. Maybe there was a flaw in my kavanah l'shma. David Amelch admits his sin. The Chazal say wasn't because if you say I sin, if you just perceive it that way, then I have things still to work on. It's 
Supposedly, the Chassam Saif used to cry in the Pasuk Nakayir, not just to be right, but to look right in others' eyes. He said, it's hard enough to be right, but to let others see that you're right, that's harder. He used to cry. David HaMelech felt, if Nassim didn't see it as right, that's also, I didn't do something right. And I have to be better that it looks good, too. And he admits his sins. Great people are looking for Teichacha. So that's also an amazing part of the story. She goes to somebody's house, she kills herself to go to somebody's house, and the mother doesn't get up, is watching TV on lectures for 15 minutes, she says, I didn't give your daughter a couple of shekel. She, she accepted the Musa, it's also remarkable, she accepted the Musa. But that's still not, what, not the main point to me I want to bring. The main point I want to bring out is looking deeper. Capturing the essence of, finding patterns of things we want to prove, improve, but getting deeper to the, to the shayrish and the dover. I love roots of things. I'll give you an example of one, but it's so kedai for ourselves. At a time of tshuva, the deeper we get, the better. The more fundamental, if we can work on, you get to the shayrish, if you correct an action, that action's corrected. You correct the shayrish, You've, you've helped all your actions. Identify shrashim, root things. I'm going to give an example. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give an example with, with patience, something I heard from Avleichter this summer that excited me. But just as an example, I see Gedalia smiles for that one. His father is very close to Avleichter. Just as an example of shayrish things, I made an event that I worked hard to make. I spent a lot of money I worked hard to make. And somebody came who's not all badass. It was not fully the dust. And of course, it threatened the whole party. The whole party, you work hard, and that person is not fully the dust. So the whole party is under threat. Is it going to go the way you want, the way I set up? The whole party is under threat. And I was struggling to have savlanus. Oh, why is that person here? So you want to work on savlanus, being patient with another person, being accepted of another person, you know what the shayrish of that is? Rabbi Leichter taught from Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. You want to be patient with others. So how do you work on it? How do you work on patience with the next guy? So you're grit and bear and you're patient. He said something that, that resonated by me. It went like ding, 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 ding. It like he nailed it. What do you do now? So I can, I can power through. I can do that. Okay, I'm going to be patient with him. I'm going to be patient with him. If I would power through, I didn't hit the root problem. And I didn't cure the dover. Rev Leichter B'Shem Rebbe Yisrael was like Ashkoch. It happened around this time I was listening to Rev Leichter. And he nailed it. He nailed it. It was, it was like an hour speech. I listened to it twice. I, on the spot, I listened to it again a second time. He so nailed it, I felt. It like went ding, ding. It resonated by me. The real shayrish of Savlanus, he said, to really cure it, he said, deeper, yeah, you're trying to be patient with the patient. He said, that's not the problem. The real problem is, but I felt the party should be a certain way. If doesn't Hashem have, have said things also? You think what you want is the way it should be. Because I want it, that's how it should be. Since when do your wants decide how things should be? We're so reluctant to accept how Hashem says it should be. If Hashem also has to say, we work hard and we do this, that, and the next thing. It turns out different. There's not the way it's supposed to doesn't Hashem have a say in the matter also? He said you have to work on saying to yourself, the way I want it doesn't decide how it should be. Hashem does. Very nice, I want it. Okay. <laughs> the way you want it doesn't decide how it should be. He said you could practice when you get to a red light. 
I don't want it to be red. If I want it, doesn't decide how it should be. You could practice when you're in traffic. You actually, when you get to the root, you're in traffic and you're practicing being patient for more people. All of patience is, it didn't turn out the way I wanted. I have a visual how a couple came to me this summer. They're very big and cute. Wonderful couple. Sadiq and Gemurim. Amazing people. Like breathtakingly amazing people. And they're in care of the Makar of people wild. And one of their kids, this Lebedic Shankamo, is doing somersaults in the, in the soup pot on, on, at the table. And it's affecting their Kirov. Hear their career in Kirov? Said, very, what, what, what are we doing? It's affecting our career in Kirov. They're asking, how can they have savlanas for that child? He's, he, you know, he's ruining somebody's life. Parents come to me all the time that one of their kids, but he's destroying the home. We could be patient, but he's destroying the other children. He's destroying them. You know what they're really saying? We're a little smarter than God. In my world, that good kid would never have him as a brother. I always like laugh when they say it. You just, <laughs> Hashem really blew this one. He gave him his sibling. Like he, he messed this one up. <laughs> he really, Hashem didn't get it right, you know. <laughs> you're, you're a massive Kira family. You're a Zakira Mishpach. And Hashem, he pushed it, he gave you that kid. <laughs> Hashem also has a say. By the way, if they would get busy forgetting the kirv, I'm not, do kirv, have them over, and they, and they do do that, tzaddikim, they're an amazing couple. But they, what they should do, and avada they should do, is follow Hashem's prescription. Their kid comes before any kirv, any, any and all, disinvite all the guests. By the way, if they can't be patient, they should disinvite all the guests. What I think they should, it's the best kirv they ever did, is they should focus on their kid. And get busy with the kid, and the people say, Wow, look at these people. Such pichos, with such tolerance. And all of a sudden, more people want to come to the house to see, and they'll be Makarov like the whole world. Hashem also has a, is a, is a right to a say here, everybody say. And what Rev. Leichter taught is that the Shirish of Savlanus is the acceptance of the way Hashem wants it. It's so brilliant because not about that other person. You think I have to work on accepting that guy? It's nothing to do with that guy. It's to do with you. It's nothing to do with that guy. So I'm working so hard to accept him, to appreciate. It's nothing to do with that guy. It has to do with your sense that the way you have the design, how it should be, and when it doesn't go your way, it's, it's a disaster. Why is it a disaster? Hashem also has a way how it should go. You'll see many events and things you make. Hashem has a plan how it should go also. He's entitled to a say how it should go and accept it. Accept his plan how it should go. Accept his plan. I find that the biggest equal for us to accept his plan how it should go, I'm going on a tangent because I, I don't want to, I'm not even really coming to talk about that. Maybe I should talk about that. I'm going on a tangent. Well, maybe I'll stop there on, on that because I want to get back to what I'm talking about. What I love about that idea is you're getting to a shayrish thing now. Now you're really getting to a root. You're getting deeper. You're digging deeper. Instead of now, there's somebody in your life you're not patient with, a sibling, a roommate, somebody in life, a parent, you're not patient with. People have difficult parents. People have a parent who's very difficult, real. That's shaykh. Somebody has a parent who's not an easy person. So how do I become more savlan to them? And I'm trying for years, not working, the acceptance that Hashem has a six, I, I refuse to accept. I don't think this should be my parent. Except Hashem did give me as a parent. 
that my will, the way I think sh- things should be, don't is not the way necessarily it should be. It's hard to accept. I'm so smart. I'm smart. I just know this shouldn't be this way. I'm telling you, I, I figured it out. It's so obvious this kid shouldn't have this brother as a brother. It's like obvious. But that parent, the acceptance of Hashem gave this kid in the family and this kid in the family, and accept Hashem as a say. Getting to shirish things, Rabbi said, getting to root, deeper to the root. person has a difficult parent and wants to learn what talent. The real root is the acceptance Hashem gave me as a parent. I accept Hashem's say. I accept the rest of Hashem. Getting to the root nekudais are so powerful and helpful. And then designing, so what am I going to do about it? It helps. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, and I want it felt, and it's not easy to do this, by the way. I admit, that thing in Savlanas blew my mind. It blew my mind, and when I heard it, it was a ding, ding, ding. It's not easy to do. Rabbi Yisrael held something fascinating. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter said, the school of Satira, that if you learn a sugi of the Torah relevant to a topic you're struggling, it helps you succeed. If you're struggling with jealousy, you should learn places in the Torah that talk about jealousy. You should learn sugis in the Torah about Kenna. Any sugi, learn the story of Cain and Hevel. It's a story of jealousy. And school of satire, when you learn a sugya that's related to something you're struggling, it helps you. School of satire, the power. People love schoolers. You know what a schooler is, David? School is like, um, you know, the, we like the red, the red band. It's th- the things that help in nature, naturally, logically. A school is any, like a supernatural. It's a tire has two aspects, David. It's natural that it helps us. Studying the Dvar Hashem makes us care more about the Dvar Hashem. Their natural mindless of learning Torah, it makes a person smarter, gaining Hashem's wisdom. We get much smarter. We put aside our wisdom and we tap into the infinite wisdom, to Hashem's wisdom. So naturally it makes you smarter. Practically it makes you care about the will of Hashem more. Practically it tells you what to do. That besides the natural remedies of Torah, David, there's a supernatural remedy of Torah. That's called a skula. That if you're struggling with a certain topic, if you learn the sugya, if you learn the parasha relevant to that topic, you get supernatural help, and it, it makes it easier to beat that topic. So Yisrael proves that. He brings proofs to that, David. Say so he asks that people all the time learn things, and it doesn't help. He says we often learn the wrong sugya. We learn the wrong sugya. It's funny, on my sugya of patience, I would have worked on seeing my listen people. And Rav Leichter said, you're in the wrong sugya. If you boil it down, it's not because seeing my listen It's because you think you have the picture of how it should be. So you have to work on accepting that Hashem smart and Hashem gets to say how things should be. So it's like a totally different thing. <laughs> Finding shush. I love that this lady didn't give five shekel to a girl and she and she wanted to do tshuva and ultimately discovers that she has a problem being condescending to other people feeling superior and she feels that she has to work on it and when you identify shayrish things you could beat it then you figure out okay what do I want to do to beat that so then this lady if she discovers she's condescending to people she would probably practice when you pass by people think of their strengths learn mm-hmm. to notice their strengths see my them she would learn, the Chayvah Salvava says, on a chassid echad. In, in Klai Yisrael, we have a Messiah when he speaks about a chassid, he's talking about himself. 
but he said on a chassid, writes, that said the reason he was to be like the king of his generation. He was admired and respected universally in his whole generation. And the man said that the reason why is there wasn't one person I met that I wasn't awed by something about them. Wow. And that was my greatness. That's what this chassid said, that his thing was there wasn't one person he met in his life that he didn't get impressed by a detail about the person. So she would learn a sugya like that. She would practice being impressed. But it all comes from discovering shayrish things. The co- really digging deep to the root of something and figuring out, not being superficial. If I'm floored at something, so what's happening? What's, what's the inner workings going on? When I discover the inner workings, then I can really resolve. You hear the plan of it? It takes much more intellectual work. Certainly we can identify things we do but then to get to dig deeper, to find deeper, to get to the root, to try to uncover the root. It's not always so easy. And if we can't, then we just correct the action that we did wrong. But if we can somehow uncover root things, and I don't say it takes a minute, a month, a year, it could be a year's process, it could be something happens that for us uncovers the root, really gets us to like a shayrish thing, really gets us to a root thing. When we uncover that root, that's precious. That's outstanding. <clears throat> We're so, we have such a fear of uncovering both Averis, quote-unquote, and and Shairish things, I said on, I said on Rosh Hashanah, Hashem's right Seb is Shuva. There's completely no reason to be afraid. It doesn't speak of the bad person. It, does, it speaks of a person who needs continuous process. I was, at, I was at a levaya of a friend of mine, Ezra Witkin. He was 16 years old. His father he was a Rebbe in JC. They're amazing people. They're amazing people, this Rebbe Witkin. And his son, Ezra, was a remarkable person. There's a book. I have a book in my house. I've given to some of the guys the book on this Ezra Witkin. He was a... He, you know, sometimes there's a custom. After somebody dies, you make him more remarkable than he was in his life. Really, in his life, we were all awed by him. He was something unusual. What, his, his love of Torah was something that was wild. This kid had an Abbas at Torah, the likes of which you can't you can imagine. The way he loved Tyre, he was crazy over Tyre. He was a youngster, made a decision to learn. He learned Yoyim of Alayla, Alayla of Yoyim, before he was sick. Then when he got sick with every ounce of his kayak, he was learning. He, amazing person, tremendous Abbas at just a remarkable human being. I remember he was sick in his hospital bed. It was this season, it was Erev Yom Kippur. And my father, it was, the last, it was the second to last time I ever saw Ezra. My father said, let's go to the hospital and see him now. So we got in the car of Yom Kippur. Literally, Yom Kippur was that night. Yom Kippur was that night. And we went to see Ezra. And when we came, he was dead. He wasn't, he, there was no life left in him. It was the second to last time I ever saw him. He was lifeless. The cancer ravaged his body and he couldn't move. Literally, we were having conversations. He wasn't talking. His brother was by his bedside. It was his deathbed. And his brother, we were schmoozing. And we hoped he was here. We hoped he was happy we were there. He couldn't talk to us. 
And then my father remembers, he completely couldn't open his mouth. He couldn't talk, he couldn't listen, he, he wasn't alive. My father remembers, Ezra loved the Shagasarya. We have a love in my family. By me, a Shagasarya is, there's not, is gold. And Ezra, my father had learned with him Turi Evans when he was healthy, and he loved the Turi Shagasarya, wrote a safer Turi Evan. A piece of the Shagasarya, you would lose your mind of it from the Shagasarya. His pieces are brilliant on Torah. The way he takes apart a sugya, his cheshbonus, I am to love cheshbon. The way he, with steps, figures things out and puts things together, blows the mind. So he had loved the Turi Evan, this, this Bachar Ezra. So my father whispers in his ear, Ezra, I forgot, there's a Turi Evan I have to tell you. We all say we saw Torah do Tchiyas and he sat up like a lion and learned the Turi Evan with my father. He couldn't talk before. And after my father was done the Turi Evan, he collapsed back and couldn't talk again. But for the Turi Evan, he mustered superhuman strength. And he learned the Turi Evan with my father. He had sat up. We were like, <gasps> like a gasp. He was dead. He sat up to learn the Turi Evan. Somehow he found it to do the Turi Evan. It's a remarkable guy. At his funeral, to describe the last time I saw him, this is not exaggerated, the last time I saw him, he was flying to Seattle. There was a thought that maybe there was some experimental drug in Seattle that maybe could save his life. And he has to get to Seattle to save his life. He went there and he never, he never recovered. The last time I saw him, as my father said, one night, Ezra's flying to Seattle, and we knew we didn't have many times to see him. Let's go to the airport and get him there. Let's see him at the airport. He's at, he's, he was at the airport. It was a, we ran to the airport to see him. We went to the wrong airport first, either LaGuardia or Kennedy. We, we had heard the wrong airport. We went to the airline. We, the wrong, we rushed. We flew like wild people to get to the... When we got to the real airport, it was a few minutes before his flight, he was davening Shman Esri, him and his father. They davened and he missed his flight to Seattle. He had a flight to save his life, and they in Shmanesa, just they were talking to Hashem, and they, he missed his flight. He flew later on. He flew the next flight. He missed his flight. We we get there. He just died in Shmanesa. You know, I I, could, I don't remember if we heard them calling his name, but it was it was like it was boarding, and they just sitting there. Him and his father were praying to Hashem. They weren't foolish people, but I, I, they were talking to Hashem, and they missed the flight. True story, they stayed in the airport that night and left on the next flight. In the morning, they missed the flight. That was the last time I ever saw him. At his Levaya, his father said, his father said that it's my chatan that Ezra was nifter. It's my sins that Ezra was nifter. So, the father's a serious guy. He's a warm, he's a loving person, a remarkable man. I went this past year, I've gone, they make every year a huge gathering for people they make in Tinek. They make a huge gathering for the city every year on his yard site. I spoke this year on his yard site. I spoke about them. So the father got up and said, it's my chatan. So another speaker like Sanov, Adiz, it's Sadiq, another speaker started like, incur- like arguing on him. That it's not his sins, he's a Sadiq. So in the car ride home from Levaya, my father explained to me. He said the other speaker thought... Like he has to talk him off the ledge. He's saying it's his sins. Like he killed his son. He's, he's giving him comfort. It's not your sins. My father said, Rai Witkin is a tzaddik. And he said, it's my chatan. He wasn't sitting there ready to jump off a roof. And he was saying that there's a die. And he knows he's a tzaddik. He knows an unbelievable, one of the greatest people I know. 
and he knows he's a great, great person. He knows that good and well. And he's saying, Hashem judges, maybe Hashem judges harsher, those that are close to him. He's saying the cheshbonus and the things he wants to work on. Hashem wants a process of self-improvement. Why he's judged harder, what he do to be judged harder. Hashem has cheshbonus. But he took it that there are things he should improve. My father said the other speaker saying, no, it's not Yechatan. There was no reason to say that. So it, wasn't, it wasn't a matter of feeling low, of feeling like a bad person. He was saying that Hashem is cheshbonus and that there are things Hashem wants him to improve. And Hashem did to him to make him improve his part of the action. And, he, and that's what he was saying. We don't have to be afraid to discover things about ourselves. We're so afraid, and it's so precious and valuable to introspect and uncover areas we want to get better and closer to Hashem. And things that are flawed, it's so precious self-discovery. In the yeshiva, my dream for every guy is to be aware of himself, to be keenly aware of what he does, why he does, how he does. To be self-aware is huge. Ray Kaufman met with me, my Kaufman met with me the first time to open this Masifta. The first meeting ever, he met with me to open the Masifta. And my first thing I told him, he wanted to talk, he, he wanted to talk about opening the Masifta. The first thing I told him is I need somebody I will only do it. I need somebody to be mashlam. I have deep flaws. And I need somebody, misudder, and I explained what I need. And I knew at the time it's very hard to, to run with a partner. It's much easier to do it yourself. It's hard to work with. Working with a partner, of course, it means when you say this way, he argues. It means you have to... But I knew that I was honest with myself that there were flaws. And I need somebody... There's nothing wrong to have flaws. There's everything wrong not to be self-aware. Rabbi Yisrael's first principle of Musa is Das Atzmah. person to deeply and really know himself in a profound way. At the point you know yourself, there's so much to do about it. There's so much work we could do, so much compensation. The problem is that we don't face ourselves. My Rebbe told me about Light. He said, Light's a courageous man. Light's courageous. He's a tough dude. The whole Sadaim is standing. In Sadaim, there's a law you can't have guests. You can't, it's a law in the city. You can't have guests. They were very, in their mind, they were conservative. They, were, they weren't liberals. They felt that program, programs hurt the poor people. Teach people they were placed that misplaced din. Teach people you get what you deserve. You don't work, you're not going to have money. And you teach them to work. Because what to be said, you support people and you take care of them, so then you train them to be lazy. Sadaim said din. There's something din. Din means what you deserve. You get what you deserved. Hashem originally wanted to make the world with just din. Sadaimites held, what's this chesed nonsense? You give to him, then you train him weakness. You train and be lazy and you get freebies. You teach that person. You want it, you work for it. He has opportunities to work. Out in Sedan, you were allowed to hire him. You can't have freebies. He wants to work, we'll get him a job. There are no freebies in Stein. They don't hold a chesed. Then you work for it, you get it. You don't work for it, you don't have it. He asked to eat by your house. What do you, mean? you You work for it. You don't give out freebies. When you give out freebies, you're hurting people. That's what Sedan held. 
light, and you're punishable by death. They held you destroying society by handing out freebies. You're destroying society. You're literally destroying. You think you're doing good giving freebies? You're training people in competence. There are people today who hold government programs as destructive. There are conservative people. I say conservative, I don't mean conservative Jews. Conservative thinkers who hold a certain extent of government programs hurts people. So Sadaim was the extreme of that. That's Sadaim. Who prayed? Who was the opposite of Sadaim? Avram Avinu. It's Chesed. It's liberal. Take care. Your job is to take care of the other guy. Your job is to take care of the other guy. Avram Avinu davens, he prays for Sadaim. Avram Avinu prays to Hashem like crazy to save Sadaim. They're the counter of everything he is. And it's Avram Avinu davens for Sadaim. Tremendous. The Davins is head off for Stein. The ability to appreciate somebody who's the opposite of you. The counter of Avram is Stein, and he's busy praying for Stein. Hashem, save these people. Please save these people. The people he relates to least in the entire universe, he's praying for. Allah But anyway. So light does chesed. He's a Talmud of Avram Avinu. He doesn't buy into this din, no chesed system. And he does chesed. And the people come to kill him. They're going to kill him. They're punishable by death. You're killing society. They hold you destroying people's lives. And there's a mob outside his house. I don't... Has anybody here ever seen a mob? People describe mobs and a mob mentality. They'll rip somebody to pieces. It gets, it gets deep. Each one feeds off the other. You come, you're, even a guy's a certain work, up, there's a mob mentality. People are angry and screaming and yelling. Each one, they become ferocious. Because you don't just have your own anger, you have his bad means, and each one's fueling the other. They become animalistic in a mob. mob it's frightening to face a mob. They, tip, they rip people to shreds, mob. Much more extreme than one guy's anger is a group that's angry. I faced, I saw, the closest thing I ever saw to a mob was, was in yeshiva when I was surrounded. I had gone across the street. A bacher was chased into the yeshiva building. Two gayim, I drive up with Binyamin Kaler to yeshiva, and right in front of me, two gayim chase a bacher right into the building. So I run into the building, I see two gayim chasing him with such azal, such chutzpah, right into the building on Cook Street. So I said to the guys, what were they doing? They said they were trying to, they were trying to take some, to mug us. So I felt, if we go on Willow Street, I'm not going to go to Willow, that, that's their neighborhood. This is right by the yeshiva. So I went across the street and I figured I'm going to give them a little musr. I'm going to give these guys, I saw them go back across the street. There was two guys, they joined the group of 10 others, it was 12 guys. I'm going to just give them musr. So I, ran, I went across, I said, I'm waiting, I went across the street, and I said to the chevra that, that a chutzpah, here you come, you attack boys, and so a guy rips off his shirt, he rips his, exactly as it happened, a big guy rips off his shirt and starts coming at me. As you don't understand, I'm not fighting you. I didn't come to fight. I'm the principal of this school, and I want to tell you guys, there's, there's inappropriate behavior. They start cursing, gets in my face, and they form a circle surrounding me. And they're tough, Hevra. Hashem made a nace. It was a stupid what I did. 
put myself in a sakana. I thought a little Musser, who wouldn't like a little Musser? I didn't know they weren't, they weren't the type like Musser. Hashem saved my life because the yeshiva has a fighting group. I have an MMA group. An MMA, MMA group. I am an open-minded guy. I can't stand fighting. It gets me. I can't stand it. I try to be open-minded. The Bachram like it. I don't feel to control everything. I don't feel the Bachum like the MMA. I don't feel certain. If something I felt to make a shita, I was watching two guys have a, have a spar last night. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I, to beat each other up. I don't feel to control everything. It's not a good idea. So the Bachum wanted it. So they had an MMA group in Yeshiva. And this MMA group in Yeshiva had just finished their course. There were six, six, seven, I think six guys. Was they just finished their course, and they just walked out. You can't make it up. Like if any guys, it would be very nice to have seen Sammy Petlin at that moment. But I needed a different thing right then. <laughs> so, and the six guys who came out are lethal. All of them are lethal. They're MMA guys. They're lethal. And the six guys see what's going on. I don't know till today. I want to say after Binyamin if he called them. I don't know if Binyamin Kaler called them. I'm not sure. But they ran across the street, sure. and oh, and they got in the face. He he, the, the the shirts off guy was in my face. Ready to kill me. One of the tough guys moves me aside and gets right in his face. Touch a hair on my rabbi's. <laughs> yeah, oh, he said a lot. They, they, our guys were jumping on. The, but you talk about mob mentality. The anger that was there both ways. It was escalating, escalating, escalating. You saw, I thought someone was going to die. This is a true thing. This incident happened between 5 and 6 o'clock. 12 o'clock that night, you get adrenaline. I'm not exaggerating. I had adrenaline. I thought I was going to be involved in a brawl. The tenseness of the moment, each side was screaming. And it builds up. You talk about mob mentality. Both ways. It builds up. And I remember one of the guys said to one of the guys, screams, you want to fight? So one of, one of our guys, who's a tough, tough dude, he folds his arm and he puts himself right in the guy's so hands down. Like, you know, I, to me, you fight your hands up. He's so tough and crazy and strong and nuts. He goes into the guy's head and says, yeah. I never saw a fear like that in my life. The inner city guy was scared like I never saw in my life. Yeah. That's the last... You say you want to fight tough. He's supposed to run, shake. And the guy folds his arm and puts his nose to your nose. This is a matter of fact, yes. With no fear, with no nothing. And you're out number 12 to 6. I never saw fear. Eventually, they all ran away, all 12. The 12 ran away, eventually. I never saw fear like that. A guy folds his arm and goes... But Lamaisa, I was scared. And I, I thought a fight was coming. It was 12 at night. I still felt adrenaline in me. Six hours later, David, I still had something. Like, I couldn't settle down. At the time, you get a certain adrenaline, a rush. If you play ball, you get certain rush. Certain intense time, competitive people get like a, a rush. Adrenaline. Hashem made adrenaline. The adrenaline, six hours later, I was settling down. I couldn't calm down for about six hours. It lasted. I still felt like a... Calm down, there's no fight. It was so intense. That's a mob mentality. Light has a mob that's outside. Somebody got to get out of Fulton Park. I don't know the <laughs> I think Fulton Park is on my mind because I went to get gas this morning. 
And I looked at the headlines of the paper, and it said Fulton Park is full of heroin. So I think Fulton Park. So I'm like, you guys discovered that now? Like <laughs> the media, like late breaking story on the front page of Republican American. Fulton Park has drugs in it. <laughs> I'm like so. I was like, so, I didn't get a chance to read the paper. It was just the headline. But I'm like so fascinated who this brilliant author is who like just discovered this, like his amazing discovery that Fulton Park has drugs in it. Uh-huh. Fascinating guy, like this reporter, this late breaking news, is breaking news. Is, yeah. But the, the guy, it's in the papers, Akiva, it must be true. Like the, the papers found out Fulton Park. It must have happened this week, something new, I don't know. Yeah, anyway. I don't, you can look up the Republican American, you want to check on your cell phone. But there's <laughs> the Republican American, one of the great breaking stories here, today's paper, I kid you not. So maybe that's why Fulton Park's on my mind. Nonetheless, back to this, is mob mentality scary? When a group of people are angry and getting each other angry, it's scary. And there's a gr- mob outside of Light's house waiting to take off his head. And Light closes the door and steps out to the mob. This is a tough guy. He steps out and he faces the mob. This, this, is, not, this, this is not a simple person. This is not a person who shows a lot of fear. He's quite courageous, I would say, by anybody's account. But, you know, block the door, barricade the door. Not Light. Light keeps his family safe inside and he steps out to face the mob. Quite the courageous guy, Shmuel. Said my Rebbe, Light is courageous, can face everybody. If you can face a mob, there's nobody you're scared of. He's like that guy, you, you want to fight? and goes right into the nose and says, bring it on. Light faces the crowd. My Rebbe said the following thing. Light moved to a city that was corrupt. It's corrupt, it's Saddam. And he knew it's corrupt. He knew it's corrupt and he chose, he was tempted it was this tempting city. It looked very pretty. And he fell for it. He moved away from Avram. And Light knew what was good. He knew Avram Avinu and he experienced Avram. He moves to study. And he knew it was a joke. His son-in-laws used to discuss. They used to joke. It's a chazal. They used to, the joke in the house is this city is going to be destroyed. Hashem's not going to put up. There's a chazal that says it used to be the joke of the house. Ain't gonna last. At the end of the day, when Sdaim was finally, Hashem did punish Sdaim, his daughters thought that the whole world was destroyed. So much so, they had relations with their father and had two kids, Amin and Mayav, and they did it because they thought the world was destroyed. These two tzaddikim, these two tzidkaniyas, his daughters were holy people, and they lived with their father thinking the world was destroyed. And my Rebbe said, why didn't he have a conversation? Kindleach, let me tell you about my flaws. You know, the, world is a, the world's a good place. There's, there's Navram out there somewhere. Why didn't he tell his kids about, I made a mistake. I should never have moved to the city. See, saying only if the world got a catastrophe, he didn't do anything wrong, light. Saddam was destroyed. The natural next question is, Dad, why did we live here? And my Rebbe said on light that he's courageous to face the world, but he never faced himself. He never spoke about his own shortcomings. He should have told his kids. And my Rebbe said he didn't tell his kids because he couldn't face his shortcomings. 
to tell his kids is an honest conversation of I made a mistake. We could face the biggest mob in the world, and we're a tough guy, bravado, but to look inside and say I made a mistake, and the things I want to correct takes much more courage than facing a mob. That's like but my whole existence to say I'm wrong, to say I made a mistake, to introspect. You need a courage to introspect. You need to have courage to say I'm not afraid. I'm going to be secure enough to make a mistake. I'll be strong enough, really strong enough to make a mistake. I've said many, many times, Yosef, and this is something I discovered in my life. It says that I have many mikayas, the mid of a king, as he admits he made mistakes. It says, Asher Nasi Yech, the one, and it says that the Nasi sinned. If the Nasi, if, it, if the head of Klaisel sins, he brings a special carbon. But it doesn't say Shmuel Im Nasi Yech, the if he sins. It says, Asher, that he sinned, says Chazal, Ashrei Adar. Lucky is the generation whose leaders admit they sinned. So you see, it's part of leadership to admit. Shaul HaMelech loses the leadership because he didn't admit he sinned. When the Navi gave him Musr, he, he denied it. He said, I did what was right. He denied it, he lost the Malchus. David HaMelech sinned and said, I sinned. He retains the Malchus forever. Yehuda gets Malchus, his name Yehuda, because he admits. He said by Tamar, it's from me, I admit it. Four sources that it's a massive need of leadership to admit your sins. I have... I have, um, I, have, I have noticed that people, the only way to accomplish is to be very secure, to be a secure person. Secure people are comfortable to say, I made, if you're insecure, you can never say, I made a mistake. And a person has to have that courage, that strength, that power, to, to be honest, I made mistakes. The things I want to fix up, but real, the things I want to fix up. I'm flawed, I want to fix up. It doesn't slug anybody up. Hashem wants this process. It just means you're human. We're all born with flaws. It's not simple. Pshada Bachar told it to me recently. I saw the drash before. We say in Berei Nefashais that Hashem created Nefashais Rabbis Viches Reinan. The real Pshad is He created us and that which we are lacking, our needs. But a Bachar thought Pshad was Viches Reinan. He created us and our, mis- and our flaws. He created us and our flaws. Hashem created our flaws. I like the pshat. It's not pshat, but I like the drash. Beautiful drash. Hashem created and our flaws. It's not what it means. Just remember, it's not what it means. It means that which they are lacking, our needs. But that drash is true too. It is true. It's not pshat here, but it's true that Hashem created us flawed. And not to melt, not to be afraid, just work on tshuva, fixing up and resolving and getting to it and understanding it profoundly and correcting, self-correcting. That's the key, that's the process that Hashem wants from us. It's the days that we're in now, right? We're so fortunate. We have such, we have like a certain look at these days as such precious days that as a nation, we rally to, to correct, to get better, to get closer to Hashem, to improve. We rally to it. It's such a cool people that we do that. So work on and discover shayrish things, root things, getting to root things, and then but deeper, go as deep as you can. 
Find areas we want to improve and then get to Shirish. Try, try hard, think through it. What's the root? And then when I discover the root, it's, a, it's like, it's a, it, if it will resonate, it's, ah, that's what it is, and then we correct. That is the process and the job in front of us. I want to sing a Varma song. I have a minig ready for years running on Saim Gedalia. Saim Gedalia is a tough one. And this year we put in three Geshmaka days, three gifted days. Two days Rosh Hashanah, a day Shabbos. I do want to say to the guys in all the talk of three-day Yantiv and all this talk, I want you to know in an honest way that, you, that, that you'll come to an age, you just know about this, that Fakir, three-day Yantiv, it's like oh, three-day Yantiv. The ladies have to cook for three days. So they make a, for, the, for a lady, it's an assignment. She's cooking a lot. There comes a day, three-day Yantiv, but I'm a Three-day Yantiv. It's not really three-day Yantiv, two-day Yantiv, one day Shabbos, it's, almost, it's so, um, in a way, there's something, we're, we're, you know, there's certain times we can understand we're hypocritical. What I would sushtel it to, Aaron, a guy is a business, and business is booming. Business is booming. You know how many interviews I ran this summer? So you start getting kvetch. Oh, the seventh interview, oh, you say, buddy, business is booming. A, guy's ma- a, guy, owns a, a guy owns a restaurant. And business booming, so he like fetches, he's running, he's like, I'm making millions, this is what I want. You want no business? You want to open a yeshiva and there are 12 and a half guys, and guys leave and you, you, you dive and somebody else shows up? Business is booming, chesed Hashem. It's one of those times we fetch and we know, ooh, well, we wrong to fetch. We're fetching, but oh, I have to work on myself, say business is booming, this is what I want, baruch Hashem. So with Shabbos and Yantiv, our gifts, our prayer, Rosh Hashanah is a gift. Now, it's understandable, we're human beings. We're youngsters as little kids, a long davening, okay? But Yantiv is a special gift of closeness to Hashem, is a precious gift. At least know you like that business guy who's kvetchy, at least know that. But also know that you can come to an age of maturity of being the business guy. He says, Baruch Hashem, business is good. I'm raking in millions from this is great. This is what I want. Could come to that also. So we should keep that in mind also. But my minute Saim Gedalia, I don't like being American and saying I don't feel it. Saim Gedalia is the classic I don't feel it day. <laughs> this is the day I say harder and stronger. We sing, we sometimes dance. This is already historically a day that we're not sitting down. I don't like coming. The best days you'll have in your life, in all areas of your life, are the days you decide intellectually and you bring it. Um, the Western man is so fickle what he feels and not what he thinks. So he does, I'm not feeling it. What does I'm not feeling it to do with anything? Decide and then bring it and you can get going. Those are your best days. In learning my best days historically, the days I came, you look at your chavrus, you look at the Gemara and you're like, oh, there's a certain feeling. Oh my gosh. You, we all know that feeling. That day, you know, you know that day I'm talking about Kedalia? That day. That day you, you pause and you find something and you bring it, that's like the best days of your life. The best days. But you got to dig deep. You got to decide and you bring it. David knows that in sports, the analogy in sports is late in the game when you have no feet left. Your feet are wobbly. It's all mental at that point. The pretty shooter's long missing his shots. His feet hurt. The guy before the game, everybody was wowing about. He's, he's done. But it's all here. It's all here. It's all here. At that moment, there's decision. 
decision and you, you focus in. So to me, Tzayim Gedalia is a day you got to bring a Gedalia. It's not, I don't just like it because it has Gedalia's name in it. It's also a day that you got to bring it. After two days of Shana, this year, two days of Shana and Shabbos, it was exhausting. So let's sing a Varmus song, Menachem. Which one? Let's do something we haven't done in the previous days. <coughs> I'm going to do like the oldest song you could picture. Let's make it cool, this song. There's like, I can't think of a more like, that should be nerdy song, but I need Iron Hartman to sing this song, it will become cool. You yeah, sing it, Iron it becomes cool. I should make you rap this tune or something, like somehow. <clears throat> you ready, Iron? But I need a, the right key. Alright, let's get the words. They're true, the words. Everybody believes. Does everybody really believe? That Hashem, that Hashem exists and He's good to all. He's toif to everyone. Hashem exists and He's good to all. Here, everybody believes it. Everybody believes it. I laugh, Aaron. I've asked Bahram. The guy's mad is not wearing tzitzis. Most of the world thinks he should be wearing tzitzis. When you wear tzitzis, are you a weirdo? Like, it wouldn't be bad to be a weirdo. Like, okay, I'm, most of the world doesn't. Well, then I hold some. I let a hold of in the world. The whole world holds to the Torah. The biggest two religions in the world, it's, it, it's a historical fact, the Torah. The Torah is not a, is not a theory. It's a fact. It's like saying, does the world believe in George Washington? Hashem came in front of three million people and handed the Torah. It's a fact. The whole world believes in Torah. It's funny, Aaron, that if me and you wanted to start a religion, we can get millions of people. You're a charismatic guy. You'll do your raps. We'll get them all. Alpha, we'll, we'll both say God appeared to you. You're the cooler of us. We'll both say God appeared to you. We'll make a religion that's very thoughtful. Take 34. They'll check us out. And they'll see we're good, good ball players. You can rap with the best. And they're normal guys. Good outside shot Iron has. He's a pretty normal guy. And he sticks with the story. 30 years. They'll look and we don't stop saying the story. At a certain point, people say, hey, Amen. And, we, and the religion we'll preach will make sense. We'll steal stuff from the Torah. Good to go. We'll take the choices. Make it easy. Don't never make it hard. It doesn't sell that well. Market it well. We'll get a good advertiser. Bang. We'll make a good jingle, a good rap. that will be like our, our jingle. Harkinism. I like it. We'll, <laughs> we'll get millions. What we can't do, Aaron, and then it will go to their children and grandchildren. There are a lot of gullible people out there. What we can't do is tell them that Hashem spoke to them. Then you'll only get nuts and it won't perpetrate. We could say Hashem spoke to me and you, to me or you. Pick one of us. Could we tell people Hashem spoke to them? What are they going to say? No, we didn't. They won't believe it because they know it's not true. Could we tell them that God spoke to their grandfather? Why not? 
Why not? We, we, we're, we seem very reliable. Every sane person will say, why did nobody tell me about this till now? A life-changing event, God spoke and said he wanted to start a religion, and nobody told me till you're coming along. No sane person is going to believe that. If you would tell me today, God said to your grandfather that he wants you to say, and you're the first to tell me this, you can't do it. That's why no religion tries to what Yiddishkeit did, because it's just true, you can't make it up. Hashem spoke to three million people. Christianity's version, is, it's true. They can't deny that. They'd want to, why would they want to admit to the Jewish religion? They just say Hashem in the middle of the night came to one guy and said, I changed my mind. They want Kalish Shmuel, they want me to be nervous that after 120 I'm going to come face Hashem. I say, Hashem, I was a loyal Jew. And Hashem said, Oh, I forgot to tell you, like I changed my mind. I'm very nervous about that. In front of millions of people, he said something, and in the Torah, over and over, said it's for eternity. And then he told one guy in the middle of the night that he changed his mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he changed his mind. He's going to come back to us three million. I'm very confident. So that's why Christianity. The Cholma mean everybody agrees. The things we believe, we're not. We don't. If we stood alone, we wouldn't mind. We happen not to stand alone. The Bible's the best-selling book in the world. This is the most shoplifted. Is that true? That's funny. Is that really true? He said the most shoplifted book in the world is the Bible. <laughs> it's awesome. He is a wild, he might be top five volleyball players in Yeshiva Baruch. I help, I help. It's a shtickle Sammy moment in my life. I call them Sammy moments. Chaim Moses played, Chaim Moses played Frisbee and was like a tiger. And Baruch, Shuster playing volleyball, it's like a Sammy moment. When a guy, the Sammy moments in my life, when a guy, you don't expect to be a certain way. If a guy is all of a sudden like a karate expert, like this, this guy comes into Sudha by you, it's like a weak little guy, and all of a sudden he's like, flying around. That's a Sammy moment in my life. When I saw Sammy play football for the first time, I lost my mind. Sammy who? Sammy Petler. Yeah, this innocent, this innocent like sweetie in football, you ever see him? Oh, he's a beast, like a beastly receiver. That was so. It was like a Sammy moment. What you ever saw him play football, Davin? Yeah, but a real receiver, like a like a go-getter, physical, tough, catch the ball in traffic receiver. So Baruch Shuster steps on the volleyball. I had a Sammy moment. Where does the guy become a good volleyball player? I just thought he had a leg up. Maybe part of me thought he was so great. It's because maybe everybody's a little worse when you take off your shoes. A Baruch's used to being shoeless. I thought maybe that was <laughs> He was more in his element. Wow, were you good. Excellent, Baruch. Excellent. Very solid. Good stuff. We have to, the Shilas, at some point, we're going to hire the net and teach the guys the rules. Because guys go over the net, so you're hitting the ball on your side and you get stuff, but you can't get stuff when the ball's in your hand. And the net's low enough where a guy can come, you seen that? Guys are going over and stuffing you. But you can't stuff me on my side of the net. A stuff has to go straight up. Your hand can't come over. Straight up. If you like this, maybe, maybe. I don't have to check that. But one thing I know, I can't be hitting the ball here and get stuffed when... <laughs> And then this net, because you have to wait till I hit it to your side. If your hand's on my side, I can't do anything. The ball's right here. You, you, it, it's got to come to your side. 
We're going to get stripped. We're going to get. It's, well, it's a great game. The guys last night's tour was excellent. It's a great sport. Of course, David, you play. It's a great sport. Intense. You play volleyball. It's a lot of fun. Aaron, you played the other day. Last night. Excellent. I heard you lost eleven nine. 15-13 then? Yeah. Uh, what kind of volleyball do you think Sammy Pepper is? <laughs> 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 the kids here at Varam is, the everybody believes the world has an expression that there's no atheist in a foxhole. Don't listen to what people say. Everybody believes. Everybody believes. And Rosh Hashanah was saying the truth. So it's your letter said. What other words again? I forgot all the words. Shochai b'kayim, Hashem's alive. He's chai b'kayim, and he's toiv l'akol, l'royim v'latoyim to people who deserve bad and good. Hashem's good to everybody. You like that song, Aaron? It's easy to learn. Easy to learn. You know, Kalbach's Maloich That's I'm mixing up. That's Alicia song. There's a Kalbach on those same words also. There's a Kalbach. My father sings a Kalbach. Chaim, I told you I would introduce you to Sammy Petlin. You reminded me, Chaim, Sammy after me, your brother, on the, on the sports field, you reminded me, you're Chaim Moses right there from Baltimore. Sammy Petlin right here. You met already? You shocked me how good you were, Chaim. You think he's just like a sweet, innocent guy. Watch him on the sports field. Good Chaim. I like it. I like it.
The important part, the important part of tshuva, is that a person's beginning a process, that a person's pushing some way. We don't, we don't hold. Rav Isaac Sher said this. We don't hold tshuva is that the person's finished or complete, but that the person's pushing towards something. I said over to the guys the story of Yisrael Salanter with the port city, Rabbi Yisrael. That nekuda, Hashem gives tremendous help to a shav. Hashem gives siyata deshmaya to somebody who's... Hashem desires shuvah. He's right to have a shuvah. When a person's living with... Do, is, is about shuvah, he's doing what Hashem wants. Hashem's right to, Like we have taivas. Like we have a taiva, we desire things. Hashem's right to, He wants shuvah. He wants a matzah where people are getting better. Where people are in adding and being mice, if that's what Hashem wants. The, the sense that it's daunting what we have to do, it's too much, Chuba, it's too hard, it's completely wrong. Akiva May spoke in Yeshiva years ago, and he begged the guys, come out of your comfort zone. He said, You see a guy learning in the base medrash. He said, Don't think, I just like all found myself here one day. Push a little out of your comfort zone. I have such respect. Certain guys, they don't have, they change their lives, Rosh Hashanah, really. Because they started a process. A guy came, a guy could have come 15 minutes. The guys in Yeshiva came 10 minutes. I saw they changed their lives. And it wasn't easy, those 10 minutes. It was against everything. There's a lot of bad feelings for a lot of different reasons to, to, to learning, to davening, to growth, to connect, to ruchnias. They broke through something by pushing by putting themselves a little out of my comfort zone, and a person's already a shoved, and he's about shove already. He's different. The goal is to the goal is to push and to come a little out of your comfort zone. You can't all of a sudden go the opposite extreme. It won't work. Our natures will assert to make magic and to steig. You have to come a little out of your comfort zone. You push a little bit, and you see tremendous after the shmaya. I'm talking about coming that day, you don't feel it. You feel it. I'm fighting through. You have tremendous siyata deshmai when you come out of your comfort zone. A little bit. You push. You have areas to work on that you feel impossible. It's too much, too far, but the person pushes. Everybody here knows when we're young the story of Basia Baspare. Really, your name's Basia is the way to say it. Basia. Everybody knows the story of Basia, but it's really the story of our lives. The altar of Kelm said this over, but it's, it's a famous altar of Kelm. We learn our, 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 this is a messiah we have with kids, but just because we learn it when we're kids doesn't mean we shouldn't review it when we're older. Every one of us learns the story, Maisha, Basia Baspare. Basia Baspare sees Maisha Rabbeinu's, she doesn't know it's Maisha Rabbeinu, she sees a kid in the water. She, she had gone down to the water to be Megayer. She wants to become a Geir. She wants to become a Yid. She's growing up in her father's palace. And her father wants every Yid dead. Certainly every child. Her father sees from the stars that her children, there's Mazalos, and sees from the Mazalos that a Yid's going to kill, going to take the Jews out of Mitzrayim and kill many Mitzrayim. And he's determined not to let it happen, this mazel. So he's killing every Jewish child. And Basius goes down to the Nile to, be, to, to, to convert, to be Tevel in, in the mikvah. And she sees a Jewish child floating in the, in the Nile. But it's way out of her reach. 
Vatishlach Esamasa, it says she leans over her hand. She leans, and Hashem makes a miracle, and her hand extends, and she reaches the child. She pulls him in. And the question is, is first of all, why does she bother leaning? Why does she bother leaning? It's like, it's almost silly. It's almost silly. What's her thought to lean? It's the strangest thing to lean. She leans. What are you even leaning for? The answer to that is, is that she has to. It's a child. It's it, somebody's kid is stuck under a car. You attempt to pick it up. Ah, you can't pick it up. You attempt to pick up the car. She sees a child there. She, the lean is... What? I don't know the scenario. I don't know if there were cracker dials there. It's an aisle after all. I don't know if it was deep and you couldn't... Whatever it was, it was out of her reach. I love that you asked that question. I love it because I'm a very visual guy. What's Takib shot? Why couldn't she walk right in and get him? I don't know. Did she not know how to swim and he was too far? There are all different dangers that lurk in the ocean where there was there something dangerous there. I don't know. For whatever reason, it was impossible to reach it. But I would like to know why. I would just walk in and get him. She couldn't reach him. I don't know Pshat, Aaron. I don't know, you know, what, maybe she didn't have to swim. I just don't know. Chazal say that that she made a nace. If she could reach him, there's no point in the nace. It sounds like it was unreachable. And she stuck out her hand, and a miracle happened and extended. Now, the sticking out of the hand is she's like, ah, ah. And then Hashem made a miracle. It's really the story of life, Aaron. The story of life is always, ah, ah. And Hashem makes miracles. You do your part, and Hashem makes miracles. Do Extend a little bit. Extend, and also, The Veld says a mushal, and it's a very good mushal. It's a cool mushal. The Veld says that a king said... He, 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 has a, he has a daughter who everybody wants. She's the daughter of the, of the king. She's a wonderful person. It's a dekes, a special girl. And everybody in the country wants her. So the king wants somebody who's good and disciplined. He wants somebody to earn her. So the king makes the rule iron that whoever he puts her high up in a, in, a, in a tower and there's stairs up the tower. And if you can run up the stairs, it's a hundred flights, whatever the time is, if you run up the hundred flights in 20 minutes, whatever the time he makes up, the bottom line is people, there are tons of runners running, 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 and when they get to, there's a thing that says halfway point, and there's like five seconds left. And each runner just quits. Because if I'm on halfway, and there's five seconds left, at the point that it's just impossible, each runner quits. Everybody quits. They run to the halfway point. Quit, 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 quit. And one guy wants her so bad, just illogically, he's going to keep running. He's running till, 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 till the melech says stop, till the final whistle. Ah, there's five seconds left. He wants her so badly. And he runs, and with a second left, he comes to a spot that has like some supersonic jet that you can go in and takes you to the top and you get the daughter. Everyone, I'm not a great storyteller, but you get the point. So, <laughs> the verb with Hashem, that Hashem gives siyata deshmaya to a shove. When we do everything in our power, then we get siyata deshmaya. Our job is, is to put in. Our job is to come out of our comforts, and our job is to reach out our hand. Then Hashem's nice and yad l'shavim. Hashem gives assistance, heavenly assistance, to a Baal we say, we say, we say in, um, in that beautiful Mishnah, it says, um, 
Davy, could you please get me a Mishnayis Yuma? You see the Mishnayis right over there? Oh, got it. Yuma. In Mayid. Is there a Mayid there? Thanks a million, Davy. Thank you, Ayras. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dave. In that gorgeous Mishnah, so it says, Amr Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva says, Ashrechem Yisrael. How lucky are you Jewish people? Lufnei miyatem etarem. In front of who do you purify yourself? Mi mitareschem. Who purifies you? What's that double ushen? Lufnei miyatem mitarem. In front of whom do you purify yourself? Mimitares, who purifies you? Explains the Mepharshim, the Taisvis Yantiv and others, that two things happen. You purify yourself a little, and Hashem in turn purifies much more than we purify. Be a guy who's trying. Stretch out your hand, and then a person's arm stretches sees miracles. We gotta stretch out our hand. We got to lean over. We got to care enough to say, ah, ah. A guy told me, a guy told me on a brother of his who steig like crazy, he said it's impossible. In a year or two, what that guy did, and he was right, it was impossible. And every guy's beginning point could be the craziest things a guy's beginning point. It, it would be weird to hear each person's beginning point. You see each successful Ben Tairu, the beginning points are totally different because the key point is you began. The key point is you began. The beginning point for everybody could be a different point, but you stretched. But you stretched, and that's the two things. In front of whom do you begin a process of tshuva? Who in turn is mitayer you much, much more than you put in? And that's the answer to both questions. Is the Rabbanish Lailam. And it suits tells Hashem he's a mikveh Yisrael. By a mikveh, your butt got to walk in, and once you walk in, the mikveh does the rest. Mikveh Yisrael, Hashem is a mikveh of Klaus, so my mikveh metaris atmeim, just like a mikveh purifies tummy people, Akadosh Baruch metaris Yisrael. The Rabbanish is metarayidin. We got to put in, and then much, much, much more than we do, Hashem is metar. There's a lushen of Chazal, a gorgeous lushen of Chazal. Is Paiseachli Kepischei Shamachat. Open for me the opening of a needle. Vaniaftach Lachem Kepischei Shalulam. And then I'll open up like the size of an ulam. I have a visual. I have a visual to this that I like just my own mind visualizing that you do a drip and then Hashem Pasha does everything for you. You have such success going forward. My visual, I, I apologize for the roughness of it, but I, Shmuel, I had a Roto-Rooter guy come to my house. You know what a Roto-Rooter guy is, Aaron? Plumber, very good. A Roto-Rooter guy is a plumber. Aaron, I had a problem in my house when I lived on Euclid, is that trees, the roots of trees, would grow through my pipelines, you know, the, uh, going to the street, the pipe that, takes, that, that sends out all the water. There was... Um, that, that brings in the water, and it's not the water. There was trees that were growing through the roots, were growing through the pipes, 
and the pipes would get completely clogged, and all the water would start coming back into my house. Everything was coming up into the house, because nothing could go out to the street. It would come right back up, my sinks, my toilets, everything was coming back up. So I called the Roto-Rooter guy. He was a very funny guy. He was, uh, he was an Irish guy, maybe Conor McGregor's brother or something. He was an Irish fellow. And he, he, he used to talk to, he, was, he, was, he came usually drunk. He always came having made many l'chaims. And he would talk to the, to the work he did. You're mine, baby. I'm getting, he would like talk. He was like very like into it. He brought it. He was like excited to do the work. This guy taught me, he put something into the pipe, this thing, and it spun, and it would crackle. He said to me that I don't have to break the whole root in there. He said, you know what it would take to break the whole root? He said, I don't have to break the whole root. He would have me turn on every single water in the house. It was a three-floor house with many, many bathrooms. And he'd have me turn on every sink and bathtub in the house. And the water is running. And he would make, he said, if I make a hair's breadth of a hole through the pipe, so the water could through the through the tree. Now the water can run. See, Cole's mind it can't run. The water stagnant, just comes back up. If there's a little movement, he said the water does the rest, and the water will remove the rest of the trunk. I just have to make some hole through the trunk. And the Ramban says Nigeris Ramban. He says start speaking softly to people, and then he describes a series of things that happen on their own. There's almost no more work to do. And he describes the highest madregas. And he really says, if you read the Geras Ramban, it all happens by itself. Speak softly. And with that, you get Yerushimayim and Anava and Abbas Hashem. Good things start coming if you just stretch out your hand. You're a shove, you're a Balchuva. Good things start coming. All we have to do is poke a little hole through and then. Ruchdis, things are coming. Our job is to poke that hole through. It doesn't take a lot. Hashem himself is made that shuvah is easy. But we got to begin. We got to begin. Each person's that way, out of our comfort zone. Adding a little more, pushing a little harder, doing, doing more than we've done, and just pushing. And we're zeichir to see after the shmaya. That's craziness. I have a cousin... I have a cousin who described in her life she was back and forth becoming from Anat. She was struggling. She wasn't back, forth, back, forth. And one Friday, one Friday she was driving on a highway and Shabbos was there and she, she made her move. She decided she's keeping Shabbos. She ended up being in a police station the whole Shabbos. She somehow, where she was, she was scared. She was this college girl. People were starting up. She ended up like getting protected by the police all Shabbos. But it was like it was, she made her move. It was it was way out of her comfort zone. She felt that changed her whole, her whole life. That one move, that one time, she put herself. Until then, she was grappling with Shabbos. Today, she's a beautiful from family. That move, that now it doesn't always have to be so dramatic. For her, it was a shtickle dramatic. But the nakud of stretching your arm, pushing out of your comfort zone. I watched Rosh Hashanah, I saw guys pushing, it's huge, it's huge. It's a huge start of a process, and you get Siat and Shmaya, you keep at it, you keep at it, coming out of the comfort zone, and a person sees tremendous Siat and Hashem says, I give nice and, Hashem's a nice and Yad L'Shavim. He gives, an, he gives a hand to returners. Hashem promises that I help returners. 
I'm going to sprinkle waters on you and be metahir you. I'm going to be metahir. That's what Hashem promises us. We but have to make an attempt. Open Kepischei Shalmachem. Let's do another Varim song and then one last thing. Let's do a little bit of a faster song. What's a good fast song? We'll do this one first, but it's a niggin. It was composed by a parent of somebody in Waterbury, so connect with our city. La 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 I want to, I have a minute, Saim Gedalia, we're following the minute, Michal. There's a, we didn't do as Lebedic yet, but we're going to dance yet, we're going to dance soon. It's nothing to do the fast, I happen to have a little bit of a cold, but still, I want to dance. What we're going, what I want to learn with you, David, is there's one of the slichas that we didn't say this morning. One of the slichas, one of the slichas that we didn't say this morning is a very, very powerful slicha. And I just want to translate a little. It's tough. It's a little bit harsh. It's quite demanding and tough. But nonetheless, there's one line that I love. There's a line in there, Michal, that's so geschmack. 
I like softer musr. I don't like being beaten up. Some people like their musr. Beat them. My flavor, I like intellectual. I like raise me up. Don't beat me up. I think today we need to be raised up, not beaten up. We already feel like garbage. Raise me up, don't beat me up. My Rebbe raised us up. He didn't beat us up. I try to do, I try to, I don't do anything. I try to just parrot my Rebbe gave me. Michal, this one is a little harsher. But I, there's a line there that I think is so cool. David, I want you to hear this line. Thanks for bringing Shmuel and Shalom. What, and Shlomo, what guy is excellent. Is he still here, Shalom? Yeah. His name's Shalom, right? Alan's cousin. Alan Shalom's cousin. <laughs> he told me he's his great uncle. He told me Alan Dershowitz is good. Chutzpah, Alan Dershowitz is his great nephew. But he's. I don't know about that, Alan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Alan Dershowitz. <laughs> I don't know Alan Dershowitz. <laughs> That's funny. No, I don't think Alan's great nephew is going to learn the yeshiva. But you never. <laughs> Alan's a shtickle ball should be. You got to give him credit. Yeah. He's doing what? Alan's do Alan's growing a lot. Alan's growing a lot. Yes, he has a lot of kids. He has a lot of kids. Alan's growing a lot of them all over the water. He's growing a lot. I'm very proud. It's a pride to me, David. I be- David, I believe in the yeshiva. If a guy's here and didn't grow, it's a cash on us. If the environment's real, a guy's should. Sweepy and Alan grew tremendous. I promise you, no joke. Anybody knows him before he came to Manel, he grew a lot. Vada, you're, you're, he's in the yeshiva full time. It would be embarrassing for us if he didn't grow. He's grown a lot. He tells me things. He's very. He's, he's really worked on himself. It's pasha like that though. If he's around this space medrash, he wouldn't grow. It'd be a, it'd be, a, it'd be a disgrace for us. If it's real what we're doing, and it is real what we're doing, so then Vada, guys here, he grows. He gets it. He gets it more than some of the new guys. It's normal. That's normal. He's here longer. He'll get it too. But you're here. Should be that way. It would be embarrassing if he didn't grow. We'd have to ask questions on ourselves. If somebody, a family has a cleaning lane and she doesn't become from her, so what's wrong with your house? If your house is authentic and real, it should be inspiring. It's a cash if it's not inspiring. It's a big cash if. It needs a pshat. Why wouldn't it? What, what am I doing wrong that a guy's here? If you're cleaning, ladies, not much, much firmer. You have to work. You have to ask questions on yourself. Is that Pasha? So listen to this. This one is a tough one. Shmuel, do you mind tough? What's your flavor? You like tough speeches or soft speeches? He's just sincere. You take anything. There's one, the reason I'm giving this tough one, I'm going to read the tough one, is there's one line in there that I think is such a cool line. He wants one to wrap this line there, and it's like so stark. Michal, listen to this line. Sit near me, Michal. My friends, come, Michal. Yeah. I like this guy. <laughs> you like your muster tough or... or uh, <laughs> I'm like you. So th- this one, it says like this. Yazov Russia Nesivoy. The Russia should leave his path. It's a rather very important word, David. The truth is, it's a Pasuk, it's a Pasuk in Navi. And it says, Yazov Russia Darkly. It's really a conversation for itself. Maybe a, one of the days of, I should speak about this. Yazov Russia Darkly. Don't just leave sin. There's a style. There's a path of sin, Aaron. It says, Yazav Russia Darkai. The Russia should leave a derech of sin. Don't just stop doing Naveira. Stop a path of sin. 
if a guy frequents a certain place that brings out sin, hangs with a certain friend that brings out bad things, don't just leave sin, leave a path of sin. There's a style of sin. I, I, I asked Reb Chaim Kamils of Nassim Svi Finkel's Rebbe, and the Gemara says that the world was created with a hay. And the Gemara says, why was the world created with a hay? The bottom is that the Risham can fall out of the world. You do Averis, the world rejects it. So what's the little hole here? That you can do tshuva. The world accepts tshuva, you can climb back in. So ask the Gemara, create the world with a ches, you fall out, and you climb right back in. Says the Gemara, it won't work. I asked what does that mean? You asked? You spoke to him? Yeah, he used to come to the Mir Sukkot's time. So I asked him, that why, why can't the world be the ches? Fall out, climb back in. Why does it have to be through another way? So answers answered Reb Chaim Kamil. He said that when somebody does tshuva, if you think you're going to do all the same things and this time not fall, that's silly. You got to change the equation. You can't say, well, the, the, you know, I, if a guy's beaten up by the class bully, pole, maybe maybe wrestling's on my mind because I saw it last night, but the guy, the, a guy's beaten up by the class bully. And he's lying in blood, and he says with such resolve, that won't happen again. That's a stupid thing. So yes, it will. The guy's going to beat you up again. You can only say that won't happen again if you're going to pump iron. Well, if you're not going to pump iron, at least hang out with David Rice, hang out with the guy who pumps iron. You know, you got, To say that won't happen again, you've got to do something about it. Otherwise, you're just being silly, that won't happen again. Sedrup Chaim Kamil, if the guy thinks... I'm going to travel the same path, but this time I won't do it. If you're going to do it, you have to go a different path. You have to change up a path. A whole pattern you have to change up. And then, then you can say it won't happen again. So that's Yazav Russia Darkai. Don't just leave sin, leave a pattern of sin. There's something, that, there's, there's things that are causing sin. Try to identify patterns and leave the pattern of sin. For each person, it's different. So that's it starts. Yazev Russia and Nesivai. The Russia should leave his path. Not just his Aver, but his path Aver. Viachnia Rum Levavai. He should humble his, um, his haughtiness. Viyashval Hashem. Return to Hashem. Virachmeyu Bishuvai. And Hashem will have pity on him in his return. Hashem will have Rachmanus. Once you return, Hashem will have Rachmanus. Azoivna ben Adam Azoivna. Leave ben Adam, leave. Leave your bad ways. Azoiv Shemetz Vidiba. Leave Shemetz is the, the muck, the grime. Leave the low behavior. Knock it off. Beterem to Saifeh, before we fly off. Chaparayim, we're not here forever. Beterem to Saifeh, before we fly off. Remember the day that's coming. Remember tomorrow. For the day is short. And there's a lot to do. Who's going to think about it? Before we are gathered up, our day comes. Return already. Leave your ways. Leave your bad ways, man. Leave the foolishness of Olam Hazeh, distance yourself from wastes of time, from nothingness. Now this is the line I like. Aaron, this is my line. This line is why I'm reading the whole slicha. Yeah, for sure. Ki tivka, 
For tomorrow you will cry, from things that make you laugh today. The things we do that are so funny, but we'll cry tomorrow about it. Kimachar Tivke, for tomorrow we will cry, from there, things can cause me, but it's so funny, tomorrow we'll cry from that which makes us laugh today. And by the way, tomorrow we'll laugh from many things which make us cry today. Two things that have long-term gains, that tomorrow, this, could, could you please, Davidal, could you please get me a Masech the Sukkah? Their words I like a lot. I want to read you the same words as this. Tomorrow you'll cry from what today will make you laugh. It's so smacking funny today, but tomorrow I'm going to cry. What I do? What I do then? Isn't it just opposite? That what? Tomorrow you'll laugh about what you do. That's true. I think, I think that's true too. At the same time, it's just something that you find really funny and then cry. When, when, when will you? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, making everybody crazy there. Oh, they threw out all the stuff. They threw them out. Oh, no, it's like I'm sorry, this is. No sucker. Thanks a million. No, it's okay. Let me check by the arts, bro. Thank you, David, for all the shtadlis. I had a guy, I had a guy staying by my house, and he was bothered by a kasha. He was bothered by a kasha. It was a Zevi Trank. He was bothered by something in my house, and he went around the whole city looking for certain svarim to answer his kasha. And he went around different people's house and nobody had, I don't remember what safety, I don't remember what he needed anymore. And he went around, it was in my house staying when I lived on Euclid. He traveled for like an hour, different people in the city thought would have a certain safety that would answer his cash. After an hour of searching the whole city, like an hour or hours, he came home and he got the pshat. Like exact, he was yoyered to a pshat that was brilliant. And he told me he held in Ruchnius, you do a shtadlus, you do a shtadlus, and Hashem siat nishmai. He felt, that's like she stuck out her hand. He felt he went around, it wasn't for naught. And then Hashem, the shtadlus and Ruchnius, he loved look, the shtadlus and Ruchnius is always valuable, it's precious. He felt that because he searched around, then Hashem gave him siat nishmai. That's what he felt. Anyway, I want to read this to you. Turn four pages to move one in art school. I'm just playing a game. I'm pretending like I'm not familiar how to use this well and smoothly. (laughs) 
is unbelievable. Listen to this. I'm sorry, guys, one second. Ay, 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 we'll get it, we'll get it, we'll get it. Uh, Uh, says the Gemara as follows At the Simchas Beis HaShueva Sukkot coming up Where they celebrated Kaparas Forgiveness for sins So at that great celebration People were singing And, the, and some people sang Ashrei Yaldusenu Fortunate is our youth Shaloi Bisha Ziknaisenu That we didn't embarrass our old age it feels so good. I didn't do anything when I was young that I feel badly about it. That leaves me with bad feelings. Ashrei Yaldusenu, fortune is our youth. Shaloi Bisha Ziknaisenu, Elu Chasidim Anche Maisa. That's what they would sing. They were singing and dancing, feeling so fortunate. They were young, they knew the truth, and they didn't do anything then that made them cry later on. And the people who did bad stuff when they were young, what did they sing? They said, Ashrei Ziknaisenu, fortune is our old age. She kaparas, Yaldu said, at least we did kapara, we did tshuva. And they all sang, Ashrei Misha Loichata. They all sang together. Fortune is the one who didn't sin. Umisha Chata, whoever did sin, Yashav do tshuva v'yimchal, and Hashem will forgive. Should we sing the song they used to sing? <coughs> they sang this, Ashrei Misha Loichata, we're all going to sing together. Fortune is the one at the Simchas Beis Hashreva. Said fortune is the one who didn't sin, umishachata. But somebody who did sin, Yashuv to tshuva, the yimchalay, and Hashem will forgive him. You ready, Aaron? But I love those words that we didn't do anything when we were young to embarrass our old age. Don't do today what what you might laugh today. Make sure you laugh tomorrow about it. Do things that you'll get a long laugh, not a short laugh. Two things that you're going to appreciate I did later on.
Maybe that was the tune they sang, I don't know. Could it sound like a rap? But they sang, they did, that's for sure. Maybe. Never be sure, never be sure. What are the words that Aaron has to put to the words that Rebbe has to put Yeah. In your own version, in your own version, in your own version, that idea to make sure that things of today are lasting and important, that tomorrow we'll appreciate what we did today, and not the opposite. That's like, that's the vert. No, so. Baruch said that there are things that today are... Yeah, I agree with him also. Things today we cry, but tomorrow we'll laugh about. Yeah. Hard things. Yeah, today we might cry about but one day we'll be extremely happy we did it. The guy you invested and grinded and, and worked it out, today he may cry, may be difficult, but one day he'll laugh that he did. He'll be very thankful he did it. So let's go right there in this beautiful, in this beautiful slicha. I lost the place now. Ah. Ubiksad ishi rivecha, in the handwriting of your enemy. I love that the Yitzhah is called your enemy. In the handwriting of your enemy, the Yitzhah always appears your friend. Come, come, it's going to be great. He's your enemy. No, he's your enemy. He's your enemy in profound ways. Not just Noilum He wants to hurt us Noilum also. He's our enemy. In the handwriting of your enemy, your hand will not be erasable. He's going to write down what was done. It's not going to help gifts. Bribery doesn't help. You're not going to be able to slip in his lap a little bribery. The workers are lazy. And Hashem wants the work done. The enemy is approaching. And he's getting ready for the fight. The Yitzhahara is, is ready. So Azoiv Yukar then it says, Azoiv leave Yukar Oilam Naid Lead the precious fleeting things. What does the article translate it? The ephemeral values, temporary things. Stop being so sucked up into things that aren't important, that are just fleeting. Stop making fleeting things so important. He says tough words. Ooh, wow, wow. He said for he said, for Gehenim is arranged. A person has to chaparain. Zicharnach risecha. Keep in mind your end. Be'ez tushad shadad. When a person, when a person, when you'll be robbed of all, when we lose all the temporary things we gathered. He says, Kikol ach yoimer heyach. It's a play on words. Every brother, ach is a brother, but it means all your brothers will say ach. All the things that we thought were so important and so reliable and so there for us will say ach to us. And every uncle will will fly away. Things that weren't important, that weren't permanent, will no longer help us. L'chein shuv, return. The haskein atzchob prezder. Get ourselves ready in the passageway in order to go into the Chiraklan, in order to go into the into the ballroom, the Tuvay and its goodness. Kiloivimai say that song we sing in Yeshiva, Kiloivimai say Yikachakol. 
Acquire things that are permanent. Acquire things that are permanent. There are many things we acquire, but we don't bring it along. Bring things that are permanent. Acquire things that are permanent. A person grows, works on his midas, works on his prayer, works on his asmada. You're acquiring permanent things. It's a, for, for five years I heard Musar Vadim from a Yid, a Talmud of Chatzkel. He spoke all day long, make acquisitions. Acquire things that are permanent, that are yours forever, that will never be taken away, that are just you. You own it. It's you. Get things that are you. Make yourself better, bigger. Acquire something that's you. It's funny, I always like the stage when guys work out. I see it's a step in maturity when guys start working out. A guy has a sense, I want to make my body better. I like it. It's a very healthy stage. I want to improve my body. My body is going to be with me for a long time. I want to improve my body, and I like that. Then a guy has to say there's something that's going to even outlast his body. Improve your, your essence. Your midas, your character trait, improve yourself. Really improve. Work hard on your, being more grateful. These are things you'll have forever. You'll be with forever. Improve yourself. That's the key. Do things that you'll have for always, that you'll always appreciate your have, that you just acquire and it's yours forever. That's what you should be busy with. Making acquisitions, things that you'll always have. When a person works on himself, and really pushes himself. He comes out of his comfort zone to be more appreciative, to be more patient, to be more understanding, to look with a more positive eye. You're acquiring something that will never be ripped from you. Much like the workout guy wants to enlarge, 100% enlarge. Acquire things that are forever. It says that Adam Arisha, and Chazal say a very cryptic Chazal. So Adam Arisha was created that he stretched from the floor to the sky and from this side of the world to that side of the world. Cryptic Chazal. I'm a very visual guy. I try to picture Adam Rishon. Let's say he was a million feet tall and he was like broad. He just was... Like I try to picture what... And Chazal are trying for you to picture something. He stretched to the sky and... I show a picture. Minute Bowl is like the tallest guy I ever saw in my life. So he had like the length of Minute Bowl and the thickness of Shaquille O'Neal, something like that. What, what is the Torah telling me about Adam Arishin? How tall he was, his height? It says Adam Arishin stretched from the floor to the sky, from one end of the world to the other end of the world. You ever heard this Chazal, Aaron? That's what it says. It's Chazal, it's a Medrash. The Medrash is, is I, I don't think it means literal. What, did the, what does the Medrash want from me? What am I, what's my picture? Just, and I have no picture of a man who's a million feet tall. I don't think a million feet you hit the sky yet either. So, what, what am I picturing? <clears throat> and how, how long he was, the, the width of this man, his broad shoulder. Beastly. What? That's the world is 24,000 miles? That's it? Hey, they are. He says 23 million, says 24 million. Who's right? Who has a smartphone? I'm going to get to the truth. The width of the world. Certain questions, Siri says, get a life. Right? <laughs>
What did he get? What did you say? And what is it? It's 24. It's almost 25,000. What does that mean? You meant the whole... So what was 7,000? I'm curious. 7,000 is the middle, through the middle. It's the diameter of the ball. The diameter of the ball. If I stay, can I go through China? The diameter of the ball, yeah. How'd you know that part? 24,000. I'm very impressed, McCall and Murph. And they say we don't have good English in Waterbury. It's like so ridiculous. Now we all know. Binyamin spread the word. Binyamin, you came to where they're a bunch of nerds. They're guys who know the diameter of the world and the circumference. And Keep it a secret. We like we like thinking we're cool. Right? It's called a smartphone. <laughs> he had. Uh-huh, yeah. Most of our 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 how tall man is, how wide man is, what Maish, what a Chazal saying. We'll end with this. I've gone long enough. Yosef has to get to Muncie. My son has to get to Muncie. We're going to dive in Mencha. We're diving in Mencha. What time could we dive in Mencha? Hey, I'll let me call. I'll call. Oh, we're diving early. Oh, you want what? me to check my phone? When he said I'll call, my, I hope I remember the thought I'm coming from. I'll remember. When he said I'll call, my in-laws adopted a Yemenite boy. His name was Shlema Dahari, and he moved fresh from Yemen, and my in-laws took him into the house for two years. He became the cook here for a year. He was, he was the cook in Waterbury for a year, Shlema Dahari. Shlema. He was the cook here for one year. The guys used to die for